6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Uh, mental health experts calling on the federal government to make good on a long-standing promise. In 2020, the House of Commons voted unanimously in favor of establishing a nationwide three-digit suicide crisis hotline. A similar system went into effect on Saturday in the U.S. and, once it's fully operational, offers people who are struggling with suicidal thoughts an easy-to-remember number that puts them in touch with trained mental health counselors instead of police. Cheryl Bos well is the executive director of Youth Mental Health Canada. She joins us this afternoon. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you for joining us this afternoon. So give us an idea. Um, you know, in many communities, there is a, a, a mental health and a, a crisis, a 24-hour distress line. What is the difference between something like that and one of these numbers, a, a three-digit crisis number? Okay. So, um, yes, we do have a patchwork of uh, crisis support services across Canada and needs-based crisis support services as well. So, you you know, uh, for example, Kids Help Phone or um, the Transline Suicide Prevention Line, you know, we have different crisis support. So they have years of experience in the field and expertise to share. Having a three-digit number creates access creates inclusion and creates equity. That's really critical if we want to do better at um, providing support to people in suicide crisis, mental health crisis, or substance use crisis. So it doesn't mean that we're doing away with those crisis Mm. support services that already exist. It means we're coordinating them through a three-digit number that's easy to remember. And because it's easy to remember, people don't have to become detectives of about mm-hmm. their own health support that's required, that we're facilitating that and providing trained staff training in trauma-informed approaches, culturally sensitive approaches, and understanding intersectional mental health so that you know we can't I- isolate issues and how they impact people's mental health and wellness. So looking at housing insecurity, food insecurity, um, you know, financial insecurity, mm-hmm. all those issues, uh, you know, racism and fo- you know uh, LGBTQ phobia, all of those issues impact uh, mental health and wellness. So providing um, increasing mental health wellness. Uh, protective factors makes a huge difference. It also states a very clear message that we have national leadership Mm. um, and that together as a nation, we need to share responsibility for suicide prevention and we need to take better care of each other. So this kind of national leadership creating a national youth suicide prevention strategy, a national suicide prevention strategy with the kinds of funding, infrastructure, trained staff and supports that the responses to that can be a triaged response. So it's not just listen and support, Mm -hmm. but provide resources and provide a triage response. So triage response might be somebody's in a suicide crisis. uh, Maybe they need a mobile crisis unit of compassionate responders. Um, So reducing police involvement um, because 
a mental health crisis is not a criminal activity. It doesn't require police. It requires compassionate responders going to where people are at and providing the support that's needed at that time and follow-up support, providing community-based respite centers where people can go for a week or two for a mental health break, um, reducing the involvement of hospitals and the ER department. So cost-effective community-based solutions that are increasing um, access to mental health supports and services and taking action. So it's not just about talk, but mm-hmm. that we are really facilitating access to mental health support. Well, ac- really access critical. to mental health support has been a, a challenge, I think, across this country. I mean, uh, you know, affordable exactly. mental health support. Uh, I mean, if, if, if you know someone who's needed, if you need it yourself, it has been a real challenge, and especially over the past number of years. Cheryl, these numbers, these crisis lines or this, you know, a, a three-digit um, crisis hotline, do people use them? Are they effective? Uh, the three-digit number? Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, it just uh, became, it was just implemented on Saturday. Well, and I, I so, understand uh, that, but it, I'm guessing that it's implemented based on previous studies from elsewhere. But do people use these lines? Um, as far as I know, it's the it's an international best practice. Okay. So we we expect uh, you know uh, a strain on capacity for responding to people's needs because what, if you're creating access, people will use the service. Um, so we need to create a coordinated, strategic response, a proactive you know looking at you know being thoughtful about the kind of model we want to create. So it does well. We don't want to react, you know, oh, the United States is doing it. We need it here in Canada as well. We need need guidance from people with lived experience that we're listening to them and the challenges that they've experienced accessing crisis support. How can we do better? What are the lessons from our American partners? Um, what have the, the challenges have been? So we, we can work together with our American partners as we have done in the past with crisis tech signs from the United States that we um, brought to Canada in uh, for kids help phone. Uh-huh. Um, so we, we've done that in the past and there's a lot of data collection that is really valuable for uh, providing crisis support and and understanding needs of people within communities and uh, the, the kinds of supports that we can better um, provide. So um, those are some of the things that Cheryl, we can do. We'll have to leave it there this afternoon. Appreciate your time this afternoon. We'll continue to watch this closely, see what happens as this continues to move through uh, the levels uh, of government. But as far as I'm concerned, anything that, you know, helps on this front and um, you know improves access to mental health care in this country uh, in this province is uh, is much needed and a very important uh, cause so I appreciate you making time for us this afternoon Okay, thank you very much. Cheryl Boswell is the executive director of Youth Mental Health Canada. And again, as I mentioned, uh, there's there's this talk, I mean, and it has been going on since 2020 about getting a nationwide three-digit crisis line. You know, so people who are in, um, you know, in, in crisis 
maybe contemplating thinking about suicide have someone to talk to and have that number easily and readily available now it is important to remember that there are 24-hour distress lines in Edmonton in Calgary in many many communities um, you know 780-482-HELP and 403-266-HELP is available uh, if you need it uh, but they believe that a, a tighter number, a smaller number, you know, like a 911, right? We all know that that's the number to call if we need uh, help from police or ambulance. They want to do the same thing when it comes to suicide mental health crises.